welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one and only Ramon Foster. What you got there? What is that, Moan? Man, I don't know if I can bring it up. Can I put... I got on a Braves jersey. You know, you can do that. You okay. just can't reference anything at all that occurred on this planet in 1992, okay? That's just that's just how it's got to go around here. It's, it's we don't have many junior. rules. Don't have many rules. That's definitely one of them. Uh, this program is always brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business, serving hot, fresh food 24-7. I confirmed this myself with my son taking a, a late-night jaunt out to Get-Go. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, Moan, about toughness in football. And here's why I bring it up. I had a good conversation over at Steelers minicamp with Miles Boykin. He's the new wide receiver, of course, who came from the Ravens that absolutely nobody talks about. Like we list all the wide receivers on this team, and it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, they've got Miles Boykin. Boykin's a, a, a player. He's a guy that's yeah. been on the field. And first thing that came out of his mouth about what kind of receiver he is, he referenced toughness. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you came from the Ravens and you're going to the Steelers, (laughs) the franchise of Heinz Ward and and Juju plastering uh, Vontez Perfect and and everything else here. And now your man, George Pickens, who comes with a history of that as well. Moan, in general, not just wide receivers, is there still toughness in football enough? so that it maintains that image of being the, the toughest sport. You know what I hated most of all as a player is hearing from analysts, experts, people that cover the game by saying the game was getting soft. I even hated it from older vets too, or older players that were out of the league. Game is soft. These guys, my day, this and that. and Or as when we were getting criticized, let's say we lost to the Ravens or something like that, which isn't abnormal. You take an L every once in a while. Those guys are soft. They got beat up like, "Mm, nah, it ain't soft. Football in general is not a soft sport. It's, it's, It's a sport in which you can be the most athletic person in the world, right? But until you run across the middle and get your clock clean, you can be the strongest guy in the weight room. But until you go one on one with somebody and actually prove that you're that guy or you can get hit and get back up then I don't want to hear it. It's not a sport that you just do as a leisure. I mean, you can go play flag or you can play even 707 has some toughness to it. Football, especially, I'll say this, in Pittsburgh has always been a rough sport. It's always been tough. It's always been gritty. I I, I always kind of tell the story, too, in training camp, whereas you'd have um, teams when we did joint practices a couple times we did it. I never forget the Buffalo Bills was like, hey, you MFers are crazy. What are y'all... What, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you, those things were never supposed to get the way they were. No! I covered those those things with the joint practices with the Bills, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, they're just going to do some executing, whatever. And it's just like, pow, pow, pow. Like, whoa, fellas, easy practice. And, and you know what's crazy? And it was, uh, it was normal for us, though. Like, the way we went about practice, like, we tackled in 9 on 7. Running backs to the ground. Only person that didn't get hit was the, was the quarterback. Like, Coach T and every coach from there on out, I heard a story the other day. I did a charity golf tournament the other day in Nashville, and I had a guy that played with Vrabel, who was a stiller, drafted as a stiller, and said they were doing the same drill that we did, backs on backers, to where Vrabel got into an all-out fist fight 
with a with a tight end in backs on backers. That ought to tell you just the just the, the the legacy and just history of what's expected in the city of Pittsburgh when it comes down to the game of football. I think you see it in the high school football. I think you see it just in the culture of what's expected when people come into the stadium. So let's say you take a, a loss against a team that you're probably not supposed to. That's where that air quotation mark softness come into discussion because you took an L. That doesn't mean it wasn't a rough game. Trust me. Well, it's not l- that. L- let me play a little devil's advocate here with you. And I'm sure you're right about outcomes leading into that kind of accusation. But more often than not, when I hear anyone describe football as getting a little bit softer it tends to be the elimination of the ronnie lott mike mitchell ryan clark type of hits by safeties where you just you're seeing them you're sizing them up and you just you can obliterate them and even if you hit them with the helmet the crown of the helmet whatever it was it wasn't until just a handful of years ago that they Mm -hmm. really started legislating those out now does that make the game softer so glad no so glad you asked that i'm so let's just be honest about this and i love to have the back and forth for people in the comments about that you comment this if you don't think there was change that needed to be made in the game of football athletes have gotten a whole lot bigger have they not Yes, they have. They've gotten a whole lot faster. Football has now become a year-round thing where guys, even in the offseason, train entirely. So the athlete is different. The strength is different. The speed is different. you got to take some measures as far as protecting the guys. I know we all love blood sport. We love the gladiator mentality. But hitting with the crown of your helmet where you see guys literally launch, that to me seems abusive. That to me seems like it's just a tad bit too much when we're talking about the overall health. I know it's chew them up and spit them out when it comes to almost every industry. You know what I'm saying? But as far as just the overall health of guys that you need to be your ambassadors after the game, considering how the game participation has fallen at one point in time, well, why? Because you have guys walking around like mummies. You yeah, you, you, yeah, you do. You have. You, and so this that is, was I'm necessary, necessary to me. I'm going to date myself here with a couple of these references as if I didn't already with Ronnie Lott, but I'm going to go back to <laughs> I'm going to go back to Mel Blunt, who was so and is so abnormally large for a defensive back. Mel Blunt, by the way, looks like he could toss off that cowboy hat just lightly and just play like Mm -hmm. Sunday. Okay, yeah. And 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 still dominate the secondary. Am I right? So you have you have guys like that, and then you have uh, on the dirtier end of the spectrum, <laughs> Jack Tatum, who was just looking to literally to just hurt people. Yeah. And something at some point or other was going to have to happen because you have these these bodies were just going to gradually get bigger, yeah. and they do at every position, including by the way. Wide receiver. The wide receivers occasionally can do the clocking now. If you run into DK Metcalf, you're you're not going to be the one delivering. Yeah, (laughs) you're going to be receiving. Yeah. And I just I feel like that's what people talk about most often when they're talking about the toughness. It's or or, of course quarterbacks, you know, being excessively protected. But those guys are always like that. Cornerbacks and quarterbacks, man. And let's be honest. Who wants their franchise quarterback out? I know we say, man, go take him out. Take his head out. Hell, we had what? Bounty gate. Remember that? 
Like, but but who wants to go to a game where it's your team versus the C starting quarterback? I know it means for a win and stuff like that, but the attraction is the actual stars. And I think that's why the NFL had to intervene when it comes down to the safety of it. Trust me when I tell you, I was around for a lot of those rule changes where that blindside block, where even we couldn't peel back as offensive linemen. And I'll be honest, I was in that group that caught a, a couple of bodies as far as turning back and cleaning people up. And then you feel dirty after it. Yeah, you celebrate it a little bit. But it's a little dirty, too, that to realize, man, I caught this guy not looking. The quarterback position is one that can really only be handled by probably about 40 people on planet Earth. And I'm, that's putting about eight backups into where you could go and be QB1, yeah. maybe no more than eight. 40 total people on the planet. As soon as you take one of them out of the picture, the quality of the overall sport, of the overall yeah. game drops it was absolutely the right move to start protecting quarterbacks uh, when we come back here on the ramon foster show segueing here from physical play to jacked up only it's a different kind of jack Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Uh, we're going to go from physical play to jacked up, but specifically Miles Jack, the new linebacker in town. I just want to hear your impressions of, of his. I mean, he spent half a decade in Jacksonville. <laughs> and the first thing that I think of when I hear that is probably the first thing you think of, which is really like, did you get used to losing? Did you get comfortable with it? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. how do you not think that? You're coming from Jacksonville. I know. You know all the so stuff we asked Joe Hayden. Remember when Joe Hayden came? 99% of all the questions were, Joe, what's it like to be with a team that doesn't completely suck? <laughs> he has to feel good about that, man. Uh, just simply because, like, even still, I, I, I like the um, – the, the moves that I'm getting Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. But, you know, like I know that's still a project. That's still a little time away. But getting a guy that's already a, a, a veteran, getting a guy that already understands, well, look, here's an opportunity for me to get a jump start on the second part of my career. He's I, I feel like he's been in the league forever, man. And he's played a good bit, but he's still just only 26 years old. Heck, we're, we might still just be now getting to the start of his 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 prime. You know, you it's, still got it's very possible. Yeah. In fact, all of the Steelers free agents, if you go across the board, including yeah. their offensive linemen and everyone else, we're all right in that range. Twenty four, twenty five, twenty six years old. Yeah, I, I like this pick, man. And I actually saw some of our fans saying when he was, you know, getting released that it'd be awesome if you can get him into Pittsburgh. And let's let's be honest, you know, like I know, like in that building. Defense kind of rules the court a little bit, even when Ben was there. Like, it switched to offense for about four solid years or so, but defense is where the hay is. I, I remember that, too, and all you guys were wishing at the time was that it would switch back. See, I, mean, I know how it was. You were like, were like, like, this is fun and all, but it'd be so much better if we'd get a stop at some point. We didn't say that out loud. <laughs> You're so true. It's like, God, with, the with the talent that we have for about four years, come on, Cam, bring them with you. Um, but that's hilarious that you say 
that is so funny and so true. Uh, <laughs> but the linebackers, though, that is the group that makes that building, 3500 South Water Street, move. And it has been for a very long time. It's those backers, those linebackers. And I know um, Joe Green himself jump-started the whole group as far as the D-line goes. And they had their group, you know, the steel curtain and everything. But, like, in general, the linebackers are the ones that support and move the needle when it's go time. So getting a guy like him, I'm excited about. He's coming to a place where if you're a defender, what a lot of guys that they ask questions, who you want to play for, Coach Tomlin? Well, where do you want to be at? You know, you want to play in that defense. You want to play in the AFC North. You want to be on one of those teams where if for anything, you know you're going to get hyped which means a lot to these guys. You know you're going to play defense the correct way as we talked about how soft ball is, how soft football has been categorized at times, and you know the physical component of performance is going to be expected, not just from the coaching staff, but from your teammates and also from the fan base also. That's what I've always loved about Pittsburgh is the expectations is not just the guys that are on the field. It's everybody around it. There's a brand of ball. And I sound like Coach Tomlin saying this type of stuff. Yeah, you're starting to. Yeah. (laughs) But but, but it's so true when you sit back and you look at it. Like I've seen teams that say, oh, we're going to beat the Steelers. And next thing you know, defense smacks you in the mouth and you can't even adjust back to it. So having a guy like him who's fast enough, who's experienced enough, who's also looking for that opportunity to really elevate himself even more. And this is the other part of it, too, about a guy like him coming from Jacksonville where they only had one o'clock games to where now you're in Pittsburgh and you got a bunch of afternoon. You got a bunch of primetime games. If he shows out, he'll show up at the bank with a Brinks truck also. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, there's that too. I what guess is, what did James I, Harrison do? Yeah, exactly. I, I I guess I worry about the inside linebackers uh, in the plural sense because I worry about Devin Bush until he shows his rookie form or some return to his yeah. rookie form or at least that progression that he was on. Um, I'm going to be worried about that position. I'm going to be worried that if Miles Jack is out there and Devin Bush is out of position or beaten, and yeah. then Miles Jack goes to compensate, I mean that's the old phrase, you know, about how if 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 your partner's out of position and then you yeah. go to cover for your partner, how many people are now out of position? That's true. <laughs> and, and, okay. and I'll say this too. Uh, we I know we we talked about the depth yesterday as far as this team goes and you said running back I would almost throw quality as far as having guys behind Miles Jack and Devin Bush I know Spillane has filled in well and I won't necessarily say linebackers a position you, you can just plug and go with it's not like that you got to have athleticism you got to have the mental component of it of being the field general too um but yeah, I mean, we're a long ways removed from James Ferrier and Ryan Shazier and field Larry generals Foot. and Vince yeah. Williams. and But we'll see. You know, I mean, they did upgrade. They did yeah, upgrade to their did. credit. Miles Jack coming in is a big upgrade to that positional room. Uh, when we come back, it's the Hey Moan segment. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from the comment section at DK Pittsburgh Sports, which is one of the many places you can leave the Hey Moan entries. And it comes from Tim, who asks, Hey Moan, you talked about Antonio Brown hosting guys at his house with his personal chef and the guys on the line having each other over for dinner sometimes. What's on the menus in both cases? And who's the best chef that put on a jersey each Sunday? Now, I'm going to jump in here and say it has to be present company excluded here. 
You can't be throwing. You can't. You can't do that on your own show. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know that was the only answer available, right? I'm. I'm aware. Okay. Because then he was. Then he was going to start naming. Just so you know, Tim, he was going to start listing all the stuff that he's whipping up that nobody else on the line could do. But go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what's on the menu, man? A whole bunch of meat, uh, chicken, steak. I'll be honest with you, too. Because of those guys' profession, it was real good cuts of meat and steak, too, by the way. Um, but it, it, it would be a variation of things, like whatever guys wanted and needed. Of course, you have some pasta, you have some steaks, you have some chicken. Uh, I don't think we necessarily got, like, lamb chops or anything like that. All this more popular now that guys have been exposed to more stuff. Um, but you usually get it catered sometimes from restaurants. Um who who I saw recently too? Cam had the annual post COVID now, uh, not post COVID, but uh, a little bit looser restrictions. He had his cookout at his house recently, so that's what you get. It's it's summertime. It's barbecue. It's light. You have a variation of, of things that you'd absolutely get at those cookouts. It's always good because I'll say this: guys that host, you really got to make sure that you're on your job too. Like, like legit. I'm trying to picture like. Going to like Giant Eagle or something. Yeah. Before one of these sessions, when you know there's a room full of offensive line men, plural, <laughs> coming over. I mean, yeah. how there isn't a cart big enough. It's it's not. It, it ain't, but you find a way to go to your car multiple times and bring back multiple shopping carts full of food, too, DK. <laughs> <laughs> or have a high bill of, of bringing in a bunch of stuff. But usually guys spare it no expense when it came down to that type of stuff because you want it to be a good time. You don't want the conversation to be, well, we got sick while eating at Moan's house. <laughs> we got sick while eating at Cam's house. Uh, and guys aren't picky for the most part. We're going to eat what you usually eat. We're going to uh, sit back, talk crap, probably play cards. Cam has a basketball court on the side of his crib. Um, I would say of the chefs or cooks that I've had, Ben's guy was really, really good. Oh, is that right? Oh, my gosh. He was really, really good. Uh, I don't know his name off top, um, but when he invited us over and had his chef cook for us, it mm-hmm. was a phenomenal meal. And would you expect anything less? <laughs> uh, I, I would not. I also, I got to tell you, if I was Ben's chef, like I would drop my name. I would just go by Ben's chef. <laughs> you know what I mean? It. Like that's yeah. who I'd, that's who I'd be. Hey, I'm Ben's chef. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, nice to meet you, Ben's chef. As, as far that, as that'd be okay with me. It would. Absolutely. There's nothing more you need to know. Pass me a car, Ben's chef. What about um, what? What is this? Is this is the thing that always jumps out at me though? Is that you guys can have one big batch of food, and like you said, you know, certain cuts of meat and whatever, because you, yeah. as, as as we've talked about on the show this week, you have to work to maintain weight. Yeah, for sure. Okay, as soon as you start getting svelte, you're of no use to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be on your rear end, on right. your skinny rear end, yeah. as they as they go to trample you. You're the quarterback, and then what happens? Ben's chef is out of work as well. Uh, but the rest of these guys, yeah, wide receivers like AB, of course, as this guy mentions, yeah. uh, as Tim mentions, uh, AB had his own chef. And I'm thinking, you gotta be a little more careful, you know? Yeah, you, you do. And AB was very particular about it. He had a, a few chefs while in Pittsburgh, too. So I think that kind of goes into it. 
Um, but also the other part of that question was who's the best player cook that I've had on the team is it, and I'll say this. It ain't many that do cook. It's not, it just isn't. Can you believe that Marquise cooked? That's why I was going to go to. Okay. Then I'll let you know (laughs) the pool of cooks that we've actually been around. It would be probably Marquise or Willie Colon. And I'm giving the edge to Marquise. I had never heard that one. Okay. Willie can pull some stuff together, man. Uh, Guys are very, uh, what do you want to say, prideful as far as just sharing their, their stuff with you. But Marquise will whip up something quick. And it'd be simple. Nothing crazy. Um, but he would get on the grill or something like that real quick when we were just uh, chilling out. It, it, ain't, gotta, it ain't many, DK. I got to share with you before we go uh, that out of the current offensive line, and I've been kind of school, you know, scanning them for this sort of stuff too because, you know, hard-hitting journalism and so forth. And I, <laughs> I, Dan Moore or whatever, and Dan Moore is talking about the, the meals and somebody else is talking about the meals Kevin Dotson was. And then I get to James Daniels, who's supposed to be maybe possibly the leader of the group. We'll see how that shakes out. And I said to James, I, I said – Finally, to, to one of these guys, I said, so can you do this? Can you cook? And his chin goes up and he says, I can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a mantle to be worn. <laughs> did, you just, did you just question whether or not I can cook? Did you do that? I'll tell you what, when Chook signed his deal, I texted him. It was like, well, I guess it's on you now to start hosting. I was like, what that's are we it. cooking? He's like, Moan, no, I'll no, be ordering. No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is this, this Chook's calling calling dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly offensive linemen that are gonna cook though. That's right. Let's do this again tomorrow, Moan. Let's do it, man. This is fun.